Oh my gosh. Jason, did I tell you what dad said to me? What did he say? It's fucking gold. Don't punch him in the helmet. You need your hands healthy. Kick him in the nuts or the shit. <laughs> Father advice right there, baby. You need those hands. Kick him in the nuts. God, that's funny. <laughs> Boys and girls, welcome hey. back to New Heights. Woo! Season two, baby! Presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment, brought to you by our friends, and the real reason why this show gets made every week. Accelerator Active Energy Drink, baby. <laughs> I got my kiwi lime popping off today. Jason, what you got over there? I got my cherry limeade shoving these uh plant-based mm-mm, thermogenics mm-mm. down your throat. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Delicioso. We're your hosts. I'm Travis Kelsey. This is my big brother, Jason Kelsey, out of Cleveland Heights, Ohio. University of Cincinnati grads, baby. Shout out to the Bearcats as football season's jumping off. New Heights is officially back for season two. (laughs) You can't make this shit up, baby. They let us get a season two. Yeah. Oh, man. Sorry to keep you guys waiting so long. If you're new here, welcome. We're so happy and so glad to have you. Uh, new episodes drop every Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. Except for this week. This is coming out Thursday. And subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow yeah. the show on all social media at New Heights Show with one S. And uh, as we always do it, Jason, what do we got coming up? Well, we got a lot to cover. We've had quite the absence in lieu of training camp. Uh, Trav and I have been pretty busy, but we're going to get into everything that happened at Chiefs and Eagles training camp. Uh, so make sure you you strap in. But first, as always, new news. New news coming in. Hey, yo, biggest news. Amazon has dropped the trailer for the documentary <laughs> Kelsey. <laughs> Everyone yeah. thought that I was the most selfish one. And Jason came out with a documentary about himself first. <laughs> well, it's about my family. It's about my family. <laughs> you had a whole show Just called Catching Kelsey. Yeah. No. Well, okay. So right. um, I think I, you beat I me was to broke, it. Jason. I was broke and I needed a dollar. You didn't want to help a guy out. So I had to go <laughs> and just find a way. I thought you were looking for love. Yeah, that too. I'm still <laughs> searching for it. <laughs> Fuck. Ten years later, still nothing. Walk us through what, what all went into the, making the doc, man. You know this, but I'll, I'll kind of catch everybody up. So two years ago, we started making a documentary really to, with the idea that we'd be focusing on a player kind of going in and transitioning into retirement. I feel like all of those documentaries and stories are told retroactively. And I thought it'd be an interesting story to kind of go through that organically on film and uh, everything that kind of goes in to an NFL player uh, transitioning out of the NFL. Problem is I keep playing, so that film hasn't been getting made. And uh, this past year was such a special year. We had such great content uh, with our family, the team, uh, the, all of our coaches and everything. We we really compiled a lot of footage from outside of the games in uh, the locker room, inside the locker room, footage during games. We ended up partnering with NFL Films because NFL Films is following us all through the playoffs anyways uh, to get the – uh, Kelsey Bowl documented. Yeah, right now. So we ended up having a lot of content, and uh, the two people, Don and Sheena, as well as their company, 914 Productions, that have been following us and filming us over the past couple of years, uh, pretty much said, you know, I think we have a film here, whether you retire or not. Like, there's a pretty great story. We have a lot of awesome content, and we think uh, people would really appreciate seeing it. So uh, we ended up moving forward and 
producing uh, the documentary and partner with, uh, well, um, NFL Films. Uh, oh, I don't want to mess this up. It's Skydance. And then, um, of course, Amazon uh, has been kind enough to show it on their uh, on their platform. It's awesome, man. I can't it's pretty wait crazy. To see it. And it's, and it's hard. And people ask me questions. It's hard to comment on a film. That's about you and your family. <laughs> like, yeah. It's hard no, to even know you. how it's going to be received because it's so close to home for us, mm-hmm. uh, for Kylie and I, you know, Hey, we'll see how it does. I think, uh, at the very least we made something that's real and authentic. And, um, I think that is, um, that's all pretty proud be, of. And yeah. uh, we'll be able to look back on this and hopefully our kids, when they're growing up, they'll be able to watch it uh, and, and see, you know, what it was like. And yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty excited to uh, that, it, that it's officially happening. No doubt about it. Well, I think everybody's excited to get into the uh, behind the scenes of Jason Kelsey's life. Um, everybody's been f- f- fired up asking uh, asking us to get Kylie Kelsey on on an episode, and it looks like she's already going to be a star on this yeah. on this Prime Video man. I mean, um, I think, just by watching know, the trailer, you know this, but Kylie is uh, such a a powerful figure uh, in general. But uh, it, it sure comes through in the documentary. Oh man, I can't wait. Out of everyone in the documentary, she definitely looks the best. There's no question about it. Nice. Well, visually and uh, has her crap together the most. No doubt about that. Well done. Well done, Jason. Is there is there any like certain point in the in the like the entire show or the entire uh, doc that like you want everybody to really see or? Um... No, I mean, yeah, I don't know. There, there's so many you know, pivotal moments and there's, there's great content for football fans, right? Obviously the whole course of the season, um, you know, we have a lot of stuff in there. It was important to me to try and grab all the different things that are happening in NFL players mind through the course of a season. So we purposely grabbed audio from media members, audio from coaches and video from coaches, uh, video from family, um, and then video from what's happening in my own head. So you, you get a good narrative of all the noise that's kind of happening throughout a season. You're hearing what everyone's telling you on the outside. You're also hearing what everyone's saying on the inside from your coaches and teammates. And then you're kind of hearing what at home is like, as well as how am I now processing this and moving forward? And I haven't really seen that, I guess, maybe told uh, as much, because I think that's kind of what's happening in all of our heads from game to game, week to week. There's this ongoing, you know, you're, you're hearing for us last year, it was all, everybody was pumped up about the Eagles and how, where we're going and the, the roster and everything was set up perfectly. But then there's also Nick Sirianni telling us, hey, we're not going to accomplish anything if we don't start at square one and work to get better each and every day. You know, you're, you're, so I, I don't know. I just think that you get a really, really good look at what it's like, um, intrinsically for a player going through a season as well as what's happening within their household and, um, and their team. So anything in specific particular is it's hard to say like, yeah, the whole thing, baby, the whole thing, the stuff that really st- stands out to me is like, especially like, you know, the going to the Super Bowl, a lot of footage of Kylie and the girls and the family. I got to see, you know, kind of what it goes through on her end, like very visually and in upfront, um, you know, all the, all the work that's necessary to go there and support me and the team. There's, there's great content from you. There's great content. And it's also just fun to look back 
to see where it all started at at the beginning of the season, where it ended at, and um, yeah, it was an incredible journey. Well, the documentary will premiere on September twelfth exclusively on Prime Video. Um, it's uh, Kelsey, or is it Kels or Kelsey? Which one did you go with? Uh, it's definitely Kelsey. Don't say okay. Kels. All right, so you Kelsey. When you come out with your documentary, Kelsey. you can call it Kels. September uh, <laughs> God, that's good. Maybe we should come out with now. another documentary where they follow you around this time too, and it's Kelsey and Kels. Are you? Should, you still have? The do you still What's have up? the guys following you? Wait, again. We've we've toyed around. I mean, I still think that there's an interesting documentary to be made of an NFL player transitioning. Whether that happens, I mean, now we have the podcast. When we first started making this documentary, we didn't have this, so I feel like. Even when that happens, that's going to kind of happen organically through the podcast. You know, it's something that has fascinated me for years because, as you know, you see guys that that move on, that go, that transition to whatever they want to do after the NFL. And there's yeah. there's great stories. There's there's unbelievably sad stories. I think there's a turning point for everybody that transitions out of the NFL that is not to be taken lightly, and um, it's something that I think is inherently uh, suspenseful and, and dramatic. So. Um, I'm sure shit curious about it. And um, I feel like if I'm curious about it, other people are curious about it. So yeah, you ain't in it alone. Yeah. We haven't really gotten that far yet. We're still, we're going to let this release. And more importantly, we're going to focus on the new England Patriots. We have week one. We know what is dramatic is my ball security and hey! also my baby security, because after three children that you've had, I still don't know how to hold a baby. Ball security, baby security. You told me hold it just like a football, and that was probably the worst advice you can give me because I'm I'm ready to lateral that thing at any moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> you would think after three of uh, three nieces, uh, I would have some sort of understanding on how to hold an infant, but um, I made it look extremely awkward. So Bennett in this photo is less than two weeks old. I think it's right after SNL. So she's a little flimsy. She's a little yeah, flimsy. They're very flimsy. They have you zero know, neck control. It was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's like, oh, so, okay, all right. Just trying to get you in the pocket. Here they make go. them durable, though, I'll tell you. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've dropped them. I mean, straight on their heads. Well, it's a Kelsey. I think they appear you know? fine. It's a little different. Um, I guess we'll Bio find mechanics. out years later. <laughs> Bennett's, like, able to sit up now. And, like, so for those of you that don't have kids, Travis, um, you do these things called tummy time. Okay. Oh yeah, I know tummy time. What's I still tummy do time? tummy time. Tummy times when you put them on the tummy and they get the neck muscles in the back. Nice. The posterior okay. Chain Trav going. does know about tummy time. Well, I got to work on that posterior chain. You know what I mean? <laughs> Coach Reed always tells me, "You lose your glutes, you lose your game." So, so got to keep those, got to keep that posterior on. Benny's at the stage now where she's crawling and she can start and she can sit up. That's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting, but it's also like you got to have your head on because she'll be sitting there and then all of a sudden just. <laughs> right on the back of the head, so don't let them lull you to sleep. Hey, girl, Benny. Nice. You can't well, just set them on the bed and just know they're going to be good. I'll crawl right <laughs> off of that sucker. Roll. I learned that watching Rugrats, man. Those things could get it. Babies can get it everywhere. Do you remember Rugrats? Of course. Who was your favorite Rugrats? It's the only song I can play on the piano right now. What'd you say? Who's your favorite Rugrat? Tommy. Tommy Pickles? Yeah. Dude, have you ever, have you gone back and rewatched Rugrats? I didn't even know that. I like rewatched re- one. Still on it? Is it still no, on No, but TV like I didn't or? know like what Tommy's dad did. I guess he's like a toy maker. Like Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like I that. I remember that. I don't remember that at all. I just remember being a goofball. Uh, I was always a big fan of Chucky. I like Chucky a lot. Making toys for a living. I mean, 
you gotta be a little goofy i think he was a toy maker well the kelsey documentary like we said september 12th exclusively mm. on prime video make sure you check it out yeah, and if you're uh, interested and, and give us your feedback yeah we'd love to hear it from the 92 percent or baby. i don't you know on uh other new news donna kelsey is officially an nfl spokeswoman hey that's right. The NFL launched its You Can't Make This Stuff Up promo to kick off the 2023 season. And mom is she's throwing the bait out to Jimmy G. The Cougar is out. <laughs> mom is currently all over the world. She's in the Mediterranean right now. It was just up in Anchorage, Alaska, uh, took a trip to Madrid. She is uh, thriving right now in life. And we'd love to see it. Love you, mommy. Um can't wait to see you in the uh, first game. Shout out to mom killing it on the uh, on the as an NFL spokeswoman. Yeah. Keep that shit coming, ma. Other new news. Mm-hmm. The NFL has also released the annual list of the top 100 players as voted on by the players. Jason, would you uh, would you vote me as I don't know if I should say this, but I have never voted on the top 100. <laughs> still not, honestly, I, I don't know. I, who, I don't know one, where they're getting these fucking votes from. I think I did from. one time. They were like in the locker room, and like NFL Films was in the locker room. I, I think it was a woman who worked for NFL Films. She handed me a pa- piece of paper, and it wasn't like a top 100. It was like a top, top 20, 10. maybe. Top 10. I think it was more than that. I think it was like 20. You and I filled gosh, out a lot of Eagles. Such a hard. And she was like, "Huh, you're a big fan of the Eagles," and then rolled her eyes, and I was like, "Okay, I'll never do that again." Yeah, <laughs> that's the response I'm getting. <laughs> yeah, well, I was never into it, and then that didn't help. But I think um, you were number one. Yes, you were. Uh, you were number two on my list. It was Who's Pat Mahomes was first. No, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. But. Well, hey man, thirty-seven. I'm not gonna lie. 37 you're 37 years old this year way higher than i should be in my head i was like i was like, i don't know if there's 37 players better than jason right now oh there's definitely there's there's 50 you're single-handedly like the i just most... don't think a center belongs in the top <laughs> <laughs> just being honest when did they stop so what 50s where it's like all right centers you guys can't I feel like no center should be ahead of any quarterback. Like every quarterback is more important than and the most important center. Is that fair to say? I think that's fair. I to mean, say. it is. It right? Is fair I to mean, say. it's just like you got to have a good quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> every quarterback, every but, left tackle. I mean, you every, you're, you're the culprit of the most unstoppable play in the NFL last season. I, dude, I'm curious to see what teams are going to do. I've been watching in short yardage what teams are doing. There, there's some they've been studying this the big thing is that you moved up from 71 to 37 it's a huge jump is that the highest you've is that the highest you've ever been not only is 37 the highest i've ever been uh not to toot my own horn but this guy's playing his best football late in his career man you were thinking about retiring 37 is the highest i think a center has ever been rated on the top 100 Ooh, talk your shit pal well i'm just kind of saying that to say that i don't know that a center belongs walk your walk Talk your talk. The words of Coach Carter, Samuel Jackson. I tied that bow. I think sometimes people confuse me for you. They're like, oh, Travis Kelsey's really good. Jason Kelsey's good. Nobody's ever confused me for you. No, me for you. Nobody's ever confused you for me. I mean, we got mustaches. Never confused us. <laughs> They've never confused us. We got similar uh, builds. We got similar eyebrows. Dude, my I'm like looking at the eyebrows. Dude, your eyebrows are thick as fuck. I'm going white everywhere, but my eyebrows just keep getting darker. I don't even need to just ferment them. They just, all the coloring from my beard and the side of my head 
just goes straight to my eyebrows. Man, I'm starting to, I'm, I'm thinking about growing this out again. Man, I'm starting to see a lot more grays than the last time I saw. I'm telling you, you're, you're two years it's behind happening. me. Two it's years behind happening. me. We got Uncle Don jeans in us. It's we not got, good. Ooh, Grandpa Blaylock. Grandpa yeah, Blaylock. Well, Grandpa Blaylock, was, he, was, hey, he had a full head of fox. hair. Yeah, but he had full he head of hair. Uncle yeah, Don but, don't got no hair up there. Well, well no, he's starting it, to he's, it's, it's there. I Uncle Don? Every time. Yeah. Dude, you're out of your mind. Go look at Uncle Don. All right. Uncle Don, come here. I made top five. Yeah. Hey! You mentioned this the first time you were on uh, NFL Top 100, and it's it's kind of, I don't know, it's almost like laughable that you can try and like put like a, a single player ahead of another. Like it's a team sport. Like I'm benefiting right. off of a great coaching staff, a great quarterback, you know what I mean? Awesome players around me. So it's, it's, I think it's very hard to kind of select people one by yeah. one on who's the best and things like that. But, um, individual accolades are very weird yeah. to, to like put like number ratings as, as this is done, the NFL top 100, it is, it feels weird. Yeah. Do you care about the top 100? I, I don't want to bash the top 100. I mean, Please I don't, don't want to, I don't do think this. it's bashing it. It's just like, oh, wow, it's nice. You know, it's nice to see that you're the number one ranked center. Yeah. I, I kind of think of it similar to the Pro Bowl and other things where it's like, you know, it's it's always nice to know you're respected by your peers. I mean, I think that that's a huge part of playing this game is for respect and, you know, the people like. Yeah, that's everything. Yeah, that that they notice what you're doing out there. It's a cool way to gauge that. That's where I like it. And um, it's cool to see your teammates get ranked really high. You know, Jalen Hurts being at number three. It's always fun to see your guys kind of get that recognition as well. So, yeah, I'm with you. But we're talking about recognition, man. The Eagles Kelly Green jerseys just came out for sale online because you guys are rocking those things this year. I'm excited. Somebody was the number one jersey seller in Philadelphia. Only you are for women. In. Only for women. Only for women? Yeah. What? You're That's the right. sex symbol in Philadelphia? I mean, hey, this is sexy Batman. I, I thought it was just, you know, because there was no other Batman nicknames left. Jason Kelsey, women's Kelly green jersey, the top selling Eagles item. <laughs> oh, man, this is great. This is gold. This is I fucking gold. Have- it might be because that's like, why he's sexy they, Batman, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I don't think that's it. It might be because oh, I, they might have to make me a women's cut because my tits are pretty big. So maybe that's the only one they're selling because it's authentic. I don't think the women's jerseys have an extra an extra few uh, seams. Oh, they don't. No, I think oh, it okay. actually it has like an hourglass. Uh, scene to it so it kind of like gets thinner and is more flattering well that's definitely not my uh, <laughs> frame <laughs> hourglass is not <laughs> sweetie What's... get the get the get the kelsey jersey he's got big tits too <laughs> i think what's uh I'm more like a. Um, I'm more shaped like those little kids' grenade uh, juice cups. That's my shape. The huggies. Huggies. I'm more of a hug shape. This oh, guy's shaped like a beer can. Well, that's awesome, man. Congrats. You're real. You're reeling in the what is it? The residuals. You're you're reeling in the uh, the NFLPA the royalties. The royalties. There it is. I knew it was an R word. Yeah. 
I'm um, getting bad. I'm getting, yeah, I don't know if those are hit yet. Smarter. I don't know what's been happening, but yeah, that's no. Appreciate. You're out there, man. You get that top twenty-five. To, uh, you're in there, man. I'm excited to wear the Kelly greens. I've always wanted to wear it, dude. It's so cool. I thought um, you already wore them once. No, they, the last year they did them was the year before I got in the NFL because that's the year that they changed that you couldn't have two helmets. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why all of a sudden we've brought them back because now um, we can have the Kelly green helmets. Well, dope, and congrats on that, man. Oh, thank you. Moving on hey, to one of my favorite segments, No Dumb Questions. Yeah, it's back. <laughs> That's right. Because there's no dumb questions, just dumb people. Dumb people. Yeah, just fucking idiots out here. No Dumb Questions is brought to you by our friends at BW3s. Yeah, baby. Also known as Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings Beer Sports. I don't know if that's still their slogan, but I fucking love saying it. There's no dumb questions about where you're watching football this year, and it's right in the fucking middle of a packed B-dubs. Wow, that's an aggressive <laughs> It's an aggressive ad, but I can't oh, say that God, I disagree that with it. That shit just made me want to go to B-dubs and get a Dude, beer and watch some I, fucking football, man. It brings so much memories back Dude, to being in the middle in of those. Oh, gosh, we had a lot of fun at that Cincinnati location, Damn. didn't we? All righty, from Tara Shaw Caruso. Uh, I'm a longtime Philly teacher, about to start my 30th year tomorrow. Damn. Who were your favorite teachers and why? Also, who was the better student? Well, first of all, uh, <laughs> Tara, thank you so much for the service you are providing the uh, yes. the kind of students in your dur- jurisdiction or uh, what, uh, whatever school you're at. Uh, but anyways, um, can't say enough good things about teachers. Yeah, um, I've had some great ones, man. It's going to be hard to just list one. Yeah, I would say if uh, let's we'll tack the second one first. Who was a better student? Uh, I think that's unequivocally me. I think that's probably accurate to say. Yeah. When you're um, using words like unequivocally, you're better than me. 100%. <laughs> Did you take, do, were you in any AP classes? You're, you're no. In high, no. The fuck no. You're in nature studies? No, I With could Mr. not. With uh, Mr. Baxton? Dad always said if I just applied myself, I could have done way better. <laughs> There's no question about that. Jason, Jason wins that. He was in all AP classes, as well as he was in music, as well as he was in swim cadets. Well, swim cadets was, time. that was a, I wasn't in swim cadets. I was. Tell everybody what swim cadets was for everybody that doesn't know what swim cadets are. Uh, it's our synchronized swimming team at uh cleveland heights high school the heights baby that's right and swim cadets would uh put a show on every year and uh they would choose certain men from their <laughs> grades <laughs> and uh, i was one of the chosen Don't people to be they a part of the chose show. you volunteered they chose no they chose they said you're funny we think you'd be a good addition to the show and I made a fool of myself and made the show. D- didn't uh, you have like a sax, like a solo saxophone act on the diving board or something? Nope. I don't think that sounds right. Dude, I swear I remember seeing you on the diving There's board. There's no saxophone this. on the diving board. Uh, I, don't, I can't remember. I, rem- I honestly cannot that. remember what happened. There's footage somewhere out there. It was definitely uh, recorded. Who was your favorite teacher at uh, in the Cleveland Heights University Heights School District? There's some great ones that, that come Dude, should out, Should we man. start at Fairfax Elementary? Is that what we want to start? Gosh. If we're going Fairfax, I'm going Mr. Ione. Mr. Ione. I just remembered, I didn't even have Mr. Ione, and I loved Mr. Ione. He was That's just one everybody of the coolest Mr. guys. You talk about the word of mouth. Word of mouth about Mr. Ione traveled. We used to play this game where it was a spelling game, and if you spell, I forget how you even play, but if you spelled the word correctly or something like that, you got to shoot the eraser at the 
wastebasket. And then there's a whole point scoring system. And that bring, was the whole thing. And bring sports into learning. That's going to get the Kelsey's every time. Everybody <laughs> loved it. That, that class is sweet. We, we were doing sports with I'm education. Remember, I'm trying to remember who the fifth grade teacher I had is was. And you would always get these little fuzzy balls. And you would get like a whole pack of fuzzy balls. Oh, my gosh. Mrs. Um, oh, this is going to kill me. She was the nicest lady in the world, too. I actually had her. Yeah. Mrs. Something with an M. M? Mrs. We got to text mom. Mama, no. I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Campbell. It was my uh, was my kindergarten teacher. He ended up being my basketball teacher in uh, fourth and fifth grade or fifth and sixth grade. Yeah, I didn't do kindergarten in Cleveland Heights. So I don't even remember. Dude, you know who I didn't like? You know who was terrible? Mrs. Schwartz. And she was pretty much the same way her name sounded. She was mean <laughs> as hell. For some reason, it always reminded me of the word warts. And she was just a mean lady. She she did not take any shit. Jason, sit down. She was Mrs. Schwartz. Everybody didn't like her. She um, had no candy. She didn't have a candy jar. That's what it was. Yeah, All the elementary school teachers, if you have candy jars, you are a fan favorite. Hopefully, you're not like Mrs. Schwartz, Tara. Hopefully, you're not shout like Mrs. Out, Schwartz. Shout out to Mrs. Schwartz. Because uh, yep. I don't want to bash anybody. Um, well, I mean, listen, I'm no, all for my being favorite, mean to kids. I'm, my so favorite. I'm Growing up, I was anti-Mrs. Schwartz. Now, I'm definitely pro-Mrs. Schwartz. You've got a little Mrs. Schwartz in you? These kids are too... We, if it was too up soft. to me, yeah, we got too it. soft. One of the things that always used to be intimidating is when we showed up to school and dad gave the teachers permission to hit us. One thing, just whack them right upside the head. No, you can hit them if you want. I, I promise you, <laughs> I'm more than okay with that. They deserve it. Never got hit. Never got hit. They don't hit kids at they the Cleveland School District. But school I can guarantee a dad would have been fine with that. 100%. Um, he was bargaining for it. I had to, one of my favorite teachers of all time, and we actually ended up going to college with his sons, Mr. Thaxton. Oh, you can't leave out Mr. Thaxton. Cleveland Heights science teacher. He was uh, he had actually a ZZ Top-esque beard. Oh, my gosh. He was just a cool cat, man. One of my yeah, favorite guys of all time. He was um, an iconic Cleveland Heights teacher. I think teacher. he grew garlic out in Hudson, Hudson on the yep. side and was, yeah, that's awesome, man. Mr. Thaxton. I actually went to the barn where they had all the garlic because growing because I was uh, back home with Jake, his son, when he went to Cincinnati with us, but great family. Um, I used to I used to love nature studies because we would actually like learn about the trees and the birds and everything and the insects. Tell me about these trees that are around. Tell me about these trees that are around the. Tell me about the trees, Travis. I'm waiting for the trees. So we would we would some days we would take nature study walks and we would walk around very aware the school and yeah and we would. We would learn about everything. I've actually seen Mr. Thaxon eat a few bugs. What trees did you see? I saw the trees in our front lawn because as soon as we got outside, I was fucking out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Thaxon, I'm sure you knew this, but um, yeah, as soon as as soon as we got outside, I let you guys hit the corner a little faster than I did. And then I vanished and I played hooky. Kids stay in school. I don't know if I'm going high school and Mrs. Uh, Javoric or Mr. Javoric was middle school. Mrs. Bukovec was uh, high tie. Um, I can't leave out my band teacher, Mr. Brett Baker, one of the few teachers I still keep in touch with. Miss O'Keefe in at Heights. That doesn't ring a bell for me. There are a lot coach, of Ru- Coach Robo and Coach Mike Jones, baby. Well, that's what I was going to go next was Coach Robo, Coach Mike Some Jones, of and Coach guys of all, all time. health and PE. I learned everything I know about drugs, human anatomy, sex, 
from my football coaches, which I don't know if that's good. <laughs> I feel like that's not, that's a pretty one-sided demographic there, but I think they did a good job. You're killing it. You're absolutely killing it. <laughs> Look at you. You're a professional athlete and you got three baby girls. You're absolutely killing it in the health department. All seriousness, we grew up in a wonderful school district uh, with a lot of great teachers. A bunch of them. I would not trade that for anything in the world. Uh, so, uh, you know, keep doing your thing, Tara Shaw Caruso. Uh, the world needs more teachers. Um, so we appreciate you. Moving on, that does it for No Dumb Questions this week. Brought to you by our friends over at Buffalo Wild Wings. Don't forget to B-dubs. check out some NFL action this year over at B-dubs, right in the fucking middle. Moving on to bold topics to wrap up the preseason. So we haven't done this show in a month. Uh, outside of training camp, what have we been up to? How did you spend your last bit of free time before the season kicks off, Jason? Just hanging with the family. I mean, we went to uh, the beach, went to the shore for the final time. Uh, we're going to try and hit the shore this week, too, on the extended week from uh, uh, the season getting or preseason ending and the season starting. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Nice. That's all I got. Yeah, well, that sounds exciting. What did I do? I can't remember. I don't think I did much. Did you go anywhere? I disappeared. I can't remember what I fucking did. I think I was up in New York. Do you see any movies? I didn't see any. I haven't seen a movie in... I can't even tell you the last movie I've seen. Well, movie in a theater or just movie in general? In general. Me and TV, I haven't turned on you a TV You haven't been watching TV. Good for you. I just, I, the last time I turned on the TV was that thing right there, just to throw season two up. Season <laughs> you two. See the, you got to see that art. I'll tell you what. What's one thing that I do watch in training camp? Hard Knocks, baby. For, it well, is a yeah, good I, hard knocks this, this year. Is a good Aaron Rodgers is a he's got the moxie of a quarterback. No, I was going to go alone. I've been a I, I love this show alone, and for some reason it always airs or comes out on Netflix right around um, training camp. You know what alone is? Basically, they take like I don't know, like ten or twelve people, and they're like survival experts or whatever, and they go off into the wilderness and they get like ten items, and whoever makes it the longest. Wins. Jason, I would have thought that by you being a part of the obnoxious catching Kelsey, that you would realize that reality TV is not fucking real. Travis, this, is, this is real, though. This is not real. I, they lose like 40 pounds and have to get kicked off the show from being malnourished. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> but it's had me thinking, What? A, I think it's fun doing it with experts, but we should do our own version of Alone. And just see how long NFL players can make it out in the wilderness. God damn, I'm going to need some help, boys. I'm going to need some help real bad. I need civilization. There's no chance we're making it more than... I mean, I feel like I feel like I can make it for as long as it would take to starve to death. If you give me a pot to boil water that I could get water down. I mean, Jason, you I got a lot of excess. You can make a fire. Get the fuck out of I here. I can make a fire. Are you kidding me? I can make a fire now. Do you want to do it just me and you? No, I don't me want to do you. this. Who I'm makes losing. it further? I lost as soon as you said me versus you. <laughs> <laughs> I just got more uh, mass to burn off. I can, I can go. I, I might be able <laughs> to go a month without eating food. Your body's got more to eat. It can just eat itself. I'll be chilling there drinking water. As long as I boil the water and don't get jarty, I can last a while. I got to fatten myself, man. I got to fatten myself so I can survive if it comes down to it. I couldn't build a shelter, though. Some of these shelters are crazy. Who do you think would win NFL alone? NFL alone? Oh, alone the uh, show. Um, yeah, if we did just NFL players. You know who I think would do really good? But he's not a current player. Does it have to be current players? 
I feel like we don't know about them because they're so like just in the wilderness and they're out there and they're not like a big fa- big name of, you know what I mean? Like in your living room name. Like they don't care about that shit. They care about like fucking cooking eggs on rocks and shit. The guy I was going to go with who's not currently an NFL player, I would go Andrew Luck. I, for some reason, I feel like he's read a bunch of books about this and he spent a lot of time outside. I think Andrew Luck would do good. I'm going to go with... Um, you take somebody with like great physical stature. Like I bet Tyreek Hill could like catch something and kill it. Give him a knife. He could. He might be able to run down a deer. I mean, he's pretty fast. <laughs> oh, shit. Ah, damn, that'd be a good show right there. What can I'm Ky- telling you, we need to get Tyree the NFL catch? alone going. <laughs> Jared Allen killed something with a spear out of a tree one time. I don't even know what I it mean, was. I mean, Jared Allen wins, right? If he's still in the league. If he's still in the league. Just something about those jorts and flannel, man. It just say yeah, that guy can survive. <laughs> All righty. We need to shout out one of our sponsors. Shout out. We need to shout out one of our sponsors that you probably see us drinking all the time during the show, and that is one mm. and only Accelerator Active Energy Drinks. Accelerate your life. You like that one? That was a, That's a good one. It just came out of me. Mm. Not right now. If you've been looking for something with zero sugar that gives you sustained energy, yeah. gets that metabolism going, and gives you the enhanced focus you need to record a podcast of oh boy you have to check out accelerator active energy drink because mm. damn that's just good and damn that shit gets me fired up and god damn jason what flavor you got over there i'm sipping on my favorite right now cherry limeade baby damn i love that shit too man that's the good that's one of the best flavors they got man i'm over mm. here on that kiwi lime we are liming it up today with all this lime in our veins right now just hydrating us accelerator active energy is available nationwide at target meyer and uh sheets accelerator accelerate your life accelerator <laughs> we gotta get this freaking slogan with that thing Alrighty. Today's episode is also sponsored by BetterHelp. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, uh, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Uh, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and uh, switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, man. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Heights today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Heights. All right now. If you know one thing about this show, (laughs) it's that on occasion there are giant dogs behind me and you've probably been wondering just what the hell I feed those things. (laughs) And the answer is... The Farmer's Dog. The Farmer's Dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It it was developed by uh, vets, nutritionally balanced, and made from real healthy ingredients to human food safety standards. And my wife prefers they eat this over the uh, gophers in the backyard. Not right now. It's the best option for dogs at all stages of life because it's not kibble. It's not canned goo. It's just real healthy food. They also send food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. So get 50% off your first box of fresh healthy dog food from the farmers dog.com slash new heights plus you get a free shipping how about that just go to the farmers dog.com slash new heights to get 50 percent off that's the farmers dog.com slash new heights slash new heights hey you 
All right, well, let's talk some football and some bold topics to recap the Chiefs and Eagles training camp in the preseason. Just a reminder for any first-time listeners, the way the bold topics work during the season is that Jason will tee up some topics about my games or my training camp, and I'll do the same about his. All righty, let's get into Chiefs training camp. Uh, There was news out of Chiefs training camp that shocked the world. Travis, you brought back the mustache. (laughs) So what is what inspired this that? change? You hear that thing? What? Why do you have a mustache right now? You hear it? I hear it. Everyone hears is, it. It is. These yeah. whiskers are thriving right now. I just moisturized them. Explain the stash. What do you mean? Explain the stash. I feel like it. It originally started a few years ago. I always bring it around training camp because um, that's when I don't have any paid appearances or I'm not uh, subject to like doing anything where I have to like team up with like a company and look presentable. So you're saying companies probably don't like your stash look? It's just not as recognizable. So it's like I don't know. Uh, it's actually it's pretty funny. I'll go somewhere with a hat and a sunglasses on and nobody knows i fucking hide in the trees dude i just blend i want to see a picture of you and uncle don side by side because you look just like uncle don with the stash it does like it is it so does. spot Bring on don. <laughs> i want to see dad in his 30s with a mustache well dad used to have the fu manchu <sighs> speaking of uh worst facial hair worst facial hair what is the worst facial hair you've ever had the worst fit, probably in high school when I had the chin strap. It was just, oh. I had the Abe Lincoln. I had the Abe Lincoln, but it was like that my was version of the like Abe Lincoln. Two weeks where it would just be like the paper Two thing weeks, yeah. Just... Well, I had it my entire, my entire high school career. The Abe Lincoln. Yeah, I think the worst facial hair I've ever had is when I didn't have facial hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, is this all? <laughs> is all of this must? <laughs> Go ahead. I did the mustache because of my head coach Andy Reid. I think we all did it. Uh, as a, when I say we, the team, uh, about ten of us, uh, came together and said, "Yeah, we're going to come back after this off day with mustaches." Time out. Ten people came back with mustaches. Yeah, there's a there's a picture a few years ago. Um, so that's where it started. And then every year I've just done it, and I always just look at Coach Reid and I just start brushing that thing right there. <laughs> Coach, I'm a Hawaiian shirt away from looking just like you. Well, um, have you found out what Taylor Swift thinks of your mustache? Um, yeah, we're not going to bring up Taylor Swift uh, <laughs> in this episode. Um, but something tells me she's going to like it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I always have fun with it. And now I think... El Trevador is here to stay. I think I'm going to rock this thing until we lose a game. You're going to rock it until you lose. Let me see. I'm going to see. I'm going to see. I'm going to see if it's a winner. If this thing is a winner, man, I might just freaking keep it going because it's not too bad right now. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I think, the, I think the mustache is kind of rocking right now. Yeah, it, it's come back in. It, it's a good look. You should you should rock it. You had the ultimate mustache. You had a full on yeah, twirler. You were walrus. Yeah. By your rookie year, I think it was. That was Man, my that second was, year. I was yeah, bored was with a torn year. ACL and it was my senior uh, decided year, uh, to college. try and raise money uh, for Movember. Um, nice. There was a uh, like a prostate awareness campaign centered around growing mustaches, so I participated in that. Hell yeah. Yeah, I won't be going back to shaving and being able to see anything around my neck until I lose about 50 pounds. So, <laughs> What do you think about your mustache versus Kirk Cousins' I mean, Kirk Cousins is, he's, uh, that's, that's pretty damn good right there. I mean, I can't hate on a Fu Manchu. You see a good Fu Manchu, it's nothing but respect, brother. So is that handle, Um, at what point has Handlebar become Fu Manchu? Is Fu Manchu, and he's the dangle? 
Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I don't think that's a handlebar. I think that's a Fu Manchu. So what's a handlebar is when it twirls up? That you had the handlebars. Gotcha. Yeah, that's because it's like a bike. You know what I mean? It's like kind of looks like a handlebar. Fair. All right. I'm glad we're getting to the bottom of this. All right. Chippy Chiefs camp. Uh, yeah, we got to talk about it early in camp. There are a few incidences where uh, things got a little uh, uh, extracurricular. Yeah, it's football. Yeah. It's training camp. It's I'm really tired. I'm really hot. And shit's going on that I don't appreciate. Um, so, I mean, you know, it is what it is. You got to keep those... Uh, Keep those emotions under control. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Rather get them out in training camp than in the season, though. You know what I mean? So, sorry to Caprio and Jack for uh, throwing haymakers. But it's not the first time anybody's thrown haymakers in uh, in training camp. It kind of happens every year. Andy Reid said, uh, I'm just glad that at that old, he's still got some juice in him. <laughs> so, I guess Andy wasn't that mad about it. Because uh, I got the stash, baby. I got the juice. Is that what it was? Did you have the stash the when you uh, were getting in these fights? Was that already there? Or was I'm that not sure. Was, I thought I'm the stash sure. was post-fight. Yeah. As a good teammate, you can't be, can't be punching people. <laughs> That's fair. Mahomes behind the back pass. We all saw it first time outside of warm-ups that Mahomes is throwing a behind the back pass. He's He's been doing this for forever. And every time he does it, I scream at him, do it in the game. Yeah. Do you think it's going to happen this year in a game? I don't think it'll ever happen. The situation that has like the it has to be a perfect like instinctual decision. Like, oh, there's only one way I can get this off, and it's like behind the back. I feel like it's gotta be like a red zone designed play. You know what I mean? There's no way he's like premeditating or what is it? Pre yeah, premeditating like or before the snap, like, all right, this is I'm gonna throw this backward pass right here. You know, there's just no way it just doesn't make any sense. Well, I think they could do it in the red zone. Like you, you see, like the Statue of Liberty plays, where the guys do like the handoffs and stuff like that. Like maybe just you know, like a little. I don't mm-hmm. think Andy would go for it though. I mean, Andy, the possibilities are endless here at the Willy Wonka factory. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> snozberries right. taste like snozberries over maybe here. Maybe that's the All next right. iteration of the uh, Ring Around the Rosie. Willy Wonka, the Willy Wonka, yeah. endless possibilities. Chiefs go two and one in preseason games, and you guys played your starters in two of the games. Just about all three. There were a selected few that didn't play that uh, that third, third preseason one? game. Yeah, but pretty much everybody was getting action. What do you think about still getting playing time in the preseason games? Do you think it's uh, beneficial? I think it's beneficial, especially if you're not doing like the joint practices to get to get lined up against somebody else, a different opponent. Your defense that you're going up against in training camp, you're like the Chiefs defense that we go up against. They know our offense in and out. They know right. my skill set. The guys, you know, it's it just. It creates great competition, but at the same time, it's like a team isn't going to know what my defense knows going into a training camp practice. Sure. So it's just it's good to get out there, um, feel the real time timing of the offense, um, and go out there, catch a ball, get hit, or make a block, and um, and just you know just get physical, man. Get get used to playing some football. Get get bruised up, get beat up a little bit, and uh, get build that endurance for the season, man. I love preseason. Not only do you like it, but I guess uh, Pat Mahomes has said he actually likes getting hit in the preseason. Yeah. He's quoted which, as saying. Which he did not get hit. We, I know. We, uh, well, we revamped kudos that offensive to the, line, to the offensive line. Uh, yeah, he said you want to get hit where it's not too hard, but you can feel it. You go through that long off season of working through the pocket and knowing that guys are rushing you, but they can't touch you. So it's just different when they actually can touch you, get into the game where you're able to get tackled and everything like that. So I think it's a fair point. Yeah, I'm with it. 
I'm with it. He didn't get touched, nor did I get tackled because I dropped the football. Oh, I did get tackled. I got tackled against Arizona. You had a catch, I thought. Yeah, you're right. I yeah. got one in. Got is that uh, is that kind of your moment? That kind of does it feel nice to actually get like tackled? Does it feel like oh now we're back into it? Yeah, once you once you get hit or yeah, it's it's on and popping. You know what I mean? Now it's like oh yeah, all right now you get the juices flowing. I say juices about ten times this episode. Just fucking get the juices going, juice man over here. Well, this was your eleventh training camp with the Chiefs. How is this one different from uh, the previous ones? It's not. It's been the it's exact the same, same thing. thing. I feel like I'm in a <laughs> vortex every time I go out there. And it's sickening because every, it's not sickening. I don't want to like say it like day. it's just miserable, but <laughs> I put it together that if I do one more training camp in St. Joe, Missouri, I've officially um, spent an entire year of my life in Missouri Western State University um, playing football. And uh, yeah, that's that kind of just blew my mind. I'm like, damn, man, I've been out here an entire year of my life almost. And um, I have fun, but I, I have fun out there and I, I use it as like what it's there for, you know, to get yourself ready and get yourself uh, season ready, game ready. Um, so it flies by for me. I'm, I'm doing stuff all day, every day when I wake up. Um, I have like a scheduled routine of like just doing shit that'll help me get better at football. Um, and I focus all my energy on it with uh, no distractions. And that's what it's there for. And I feel like every single year it, it, it gets me prime and ready for that first game, man. There we go. How'd you hold up during the long drive drill? Um, which how, many one? Time, how many long the, drive drills did you guys do? We did one just about every pad of practice. And what was the longest drive drill? Um, I think it was 18 this year. 18. Ooh, it's a long drive. Yeah, and it was hot. It was hot. Yeah. We might have got a water break in there. Might have got go. a water break in there. Were you in there for all 18, or did you get a sub? No, no. I'm way too old to be in there all 18. <laughs> um, that, we got to get we got to get some some dogs in the tight end room, some reps, man. They um, still don't sub me out. They freaking. Yeah, well, you're not doing much. You're just snapping and. <laughs> Wholesale. Like you said, yeah, <laughs> you're just sna- <laughs> you're snapping and just putting your belly on people. Uh. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, by the end of practice, I'm feeling it, man. What's the most way I always ask guys, what's the most way you guys weigh in and out of practices? Yeah, you have to, right? Because it's kind of like that a safety mandatory. Thing. Get yeah. the rehydration. Correct. They don't necessarily do it to gauge how much you lose as a as a big red flag, but if you don't gain that weight back by yeah, the next day, it's more about gaining the weight back the next day. They yeah. can tell whether you are uh, fully hydrated. hydrated. Nice. Yeah. What's the most weight you've ever lost in a camp practice? Like this year, or just ever? Just period that you can remember. Man, definitely over ten pounds. I'd be lying if I had a specific number. I'd probably say somewhere twelve to fourteen pounds. Yeah, I was 14 this year. I lost 14 one day. Dude, it's it's no joke. Sweating my ass off, just changing. I went through three pairs of cleats, three pairs of socks and gloves, and just by the end of it, it was still swamp, swamp feet. You know what I mean? Even into my third pair, I was just, I was leaking, but thankfully, I was well hydrated. Yeah, those three-hour practices with Andy, um, you could very easily, you were not drinking accelerator on the Every practice. fucking day. Do you? Every yeah, day. In the, in a, I don't have uh, them on the Water bottle. No. You should do I don't that. have them on the field. I should. should. God damn. Accelerate. We got to get a water bottle for me. God damn. That's good. <laughs> I do that. I do a water bottle with some caffeine in it on game day. Fuck. Just be fired up. No, I'm accelerator. At least a big can. 300 milligrams of fantastic natural caffeine. Um, right Plant before I go out there, baby. Juice me up, baby. Yeah, man. Oh, was uh, 
Is there any updates on uh, Chris Jones? How he's handling this uh, situation? Do you want to talk about it? Oh, man. Chris, can you please come back? You're really scaring me, man. I don't I don't get it. He, you must know something that I don't know because I just don't get it. I really want to get another Super Bowl ring with you, brother. This is me bargaining you to just come back and play football for the Chiefs. Please, we need you. Well, I just we hope you're bad. And yeah, I don't I know what he, the situation is. Obviously, well, the I'd situation is you guys aren't paying him enough, and I think you should hold off <laughs> as long as possible. <laughs> Especially past, what do we play? Jason, week 10? fuck you. I'm trying Chris, to get him back in the office. Chris, I need you. Listen, don't let them do this to you, Chris. He's, we play you week 10. You need to hold said strong, said my up. man. For all the other D tackles in the NFL, you cannot take this injustice. You must stay through at least the Eagles game. Then you can come back. Thank God. God that's damn it. The appropriate time. He's it's just the best defensive player in the league right now. Pretty good. And it's pretty good. He's deserving of all the money in the world. Chris, I love you. Please come back now. Is there anything different coming off of the Super Bowl in your guys' prep or anything? I feel like I already know the answer to this, but... No. It's football. We got some new players. We got some new new, uh, new weapons for Coach Reed um, that uh, that were on, on showcase during the preseason, and we're excited to see those guys grow, man. There's something about the the new that we've all, we always talk about, man, the excitement of seeing a young guy come into his stardom or come into his uh, his his role in the offense and seeing that guy have success is going to be awesome and there's uh there's a bunch of there's a bunch of young guys about a handful of new guys on the team that uh that the Chiefs haven't seen make plays yet in in uh in Arrowhead and I think they're going to see that on Thursday baby all right, 92%ers, the good neighbors over at State Farm want us to let you guys know that you really don't have to get that personal to get the personal price plan. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Seriously, there's no need to tell anyone about those weird game day superstitions or how you may have robbed a series of banks to purchase season's tickets. That's right. State Farm's personal price plan trademark simply helps you create an affordable price just for you. Mm-hmm. Again, no bizarre personal confessions are necessary. So if you want your own personal price plan, trademark, all you have to do is go call or visit statefarm.com and get a quote today. Like a good neighbor, State, State Farm, Farm is there. Is there. Wait, 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 where are you coming oh, in at? Go State. Go. Give me the note that you're going to State. Like a good neighbor, State. State. Will you say it again? State. 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 State Farm is there. All right, let's go. Like a good neighbor, State, State Farm, Farm is there. Is there. <laughs> That's miserable. One more time. I thought it was okay. Like a good neighbor, State Farm, State is, Farm there. is there. No, nice. we're off. Okay, no, it's not good. Hit me the state it's again. Fucking state. miserable. We don't no, know why are we even trying. I want to hit this, and now I'm committed. State. state. All right. Like state. a good neighbor, State Farm, State Farm is, there. is there. Why is it so off? You're you're not hitting the notes. You're saying you're hitting. No. Stay. We're not even. What are you? What state? Like a good neighbor. Go, 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 go. Like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. No, I thought you were going to tell me where the note was going to go back. Go back. We're getting this. All right. This is it. Three, two, one. I, I want to like, hear the note. Stay. That's not the note you're hitting. Go through it. Go through the whole thing and then stop on stay. <laughs> stay. Go. State. That's the number. Like right a good neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> what is, what note are you hitting for state? Can we finish this? We only no. have one more ad. What note are you hitting I for state? I don't know, Jason. Well, hit it. 
Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm hit stay, stay. That's what I'm hitting. Stay. That good? You want me to keep saying it? Hit it again. Stay, stay. State Farm is there. State Farm is there. All right, go. Perfect. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Nice. That was a good one. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary depending on what you tell them. There's nothing like watching football at the sports bar, Buffalo Wild Wings. It's the sports bar for football season. The fucking best sports bar. Mm -hmm. They have everything you need for game day, baby. Seriously. Everything. Wall-to-wall TVs, multiple Mm -hmm. games on at all times. You got crispy, juicy wings in any of their 26 sauces and dry rubs. My taste buds are freaking going crazy right now. Sounds good. I mean, and then you just throw in a great beer selection. And what else do you need? Yeah, I don't know that there's much else. I mean, are you a sports bar guy when you go out to watch games, Trev? Are you fucking kidding me? Every time. I I, I feel weird watching games at home. Yeah. And I always go to B-dubs. The environment, the food. I don't know what else more you can ask for when watching a football game. I'm with you, man. So get the Buffalo Wild Wings and catch the games all season long, baby. Well, enough about the Chiefs. Moving on to the Eagles training camp. The biggest controversy out of Eagles camp. Jason, you are officially dad shamed. Was I dad shamed? Why would you play fetch with your kids? They are not animals, Jason. Well, I'll have you know that uh, Ellie actually does think she's a dog sometimes, and she literally <laughs> brings me stuffed animals in her mouth. Bluey. That's what Bluey does. Yeah, she is a big Bluey fan. Ellie is so adorable. Not a lot of juice left. And all they want to do is run around and play, so I got to think of something to get them running. That day, it was uh, it was go fetch the ball. Why don't we? Yeah, why don't we work on playing catch together? Well, we try, but of- they're 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 not great at catching full blown footballs, and uh, and all they want to do is run. Good point. So Good I think point. Uh, usually we do the obstacle course. We get all the pads, set them down, grass is lava, and they got to go all the way through. Nice. That day we were not moving very far from where we were at, and uh, they wanted me to throw the ball, and so. Yeah, yeah, there was hey. there was a video that that surfaced, and everybody, of course, had to comment on how you were playing fetch with your kids. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, um, they should it's they classic. should I, they should see me uh, tell them to sit and stay. It's not much different. <laughs> joint practices. Let's talk some joint practices. Um, you you guys had one or two of them. Two. You, you guys Browns. had two. Yeah, the Browns, Browns and Colts. We actually had two and practices it, with the Browns and one with the Colts. Nice. Nice. Wonder why I just won. I wonder why I just won with the Colts. <laughs> it was scheduled only one with the Colts. Oh, it was scheduled. It wasn't taken off the schedule. That Correct. there was two. Okay, All right. well, only that's one. news. All but five teams: Chiefs, Steelers, Bills, Cowboys, and Seahawks um, are conducting joint practices with another team. I did not know it was that common. That's crazy. That blows my mind, man. It, it's become a lot more common, especially as teams try to not play their starters in the games. In pre, yeah, in the live periods. Did you yeah. guys do you guys do live periods when you do the joint practices? No, definitely not. Oh, that would fucking that would be at a most riot. it's thud. And that's actually an oh. issue with some of the joint practices is what's what is thud and all of that. But regardless, um yeah, definitely no live situations. Quarterback is off limits. Um they're designed to be pretty safe. And I think that's why more and more teams are doing it because you get a better look at what your one offense looks against a starting defense of an opposing team, uh, a little bit more controlled environment, hopefully less injuries than uh, with some of the preseason games. Uh, you think there's like unspoken rules about joint practices or do you guys go over like everything before in like a team meeting? 
I mean, I think that we go over. So the way we do it is we go over in a team meeting what the rules are for the day. You typically the home team gets the rules of practice. So whoever is visiting. So last year we go to Cleveland, we go to Miami. We're participating in practice along their uh, stipulated guidelines, right? And it's the same when uh, teams come to Novacare. So that's communicated. So what you're saying is the the Colts didn't get your guys's rules. I'm not going into this. <laughs> the, you asked me a question, and I'm answering the question. The um, the joint practices. Uh, yeah, I think um, for the most part, everybody's just trying to have a productive day, and I think that's what's communicated from the head coach. You know, we don't want to get into fights. We don't want to get into scuffles. Lay off of their guys. We don't want people getting hurt. And um, that's the emphasis from from Sirianni is just we can tell if you had the sack. Just go by the quarterback. We can tell if you uh, could have broken up the pass. Don't hit a receiver in a vulnerable position, right? I think that that is the emphasis that is uh, being uh, stipulated most of the time. Compete, but do it in a way that you would compete with your own teammates and be smart about it. We don't got to get on what happened. Everybody has already seen and yeah. saw what happened. Was there any message by Sirianni or anything afterwards? No, um, I mean, listen, you, I think. How would your teammates and everything kind of react to it? Was everybody on board? Like, fuck that guy or. Listen, I don't <laughs> want to get into any of that. I think that the bottom That's line fair. is I got heated and I can't allow that to happen. You know what I mean? You can't let your emotions get the better of you. Um, you know, there. There's no situation where that should have happened and escalated to that. Um, so, you know, that's, that is what it is. And I think that, um, you know, for us, that's all that Nick wanted, right? Like it's just the same preaching, you know, in a game, you don't get to do anything. If some, if something happens to one of your teammates or whatever, you know, the reality is you got to operate as though it's in a game and you can't do all the little things or, anything that's going to compromise the team and uh, its ability to win football games, which is ultimately what we're trying to do. So, you know, I think that, um, you know, for us, it's all about trying to be a smart football team, a disciplined football team. And uh, that was not a shining moment for me. Well, I respect it, big dog. The Philly Dogs. Speaking of dogs, let's talk about a group of players that Philly fans want to hear about the most. The Philly Dogs, that defensive front, man. How's uh, how's one-on-ones with Jalen Carter going? Well, I have not done a one-on-one against him. Thankfully, he's been going up against the guard. I've been having my hands full with Jordan Davis, which is not Ooh, much more fun, Jay to be Davis, honest with you. Some big, bills, some buck. Okay. Um, they only get bigger as they get closer to Jason. Yeah. For some reason, I get smaller, but it's everybody's talking about Jalen right now. Jalen Carter's had a tremendous camp. You see all the flashes of um, what it takes to be a premier rusher in this league. He's got the ability to threaten you with power and the ability to threaten you with uh, twitchiness and get to your edge. And to me, that's the hardest thing. Whether you're a defensive end, a defensive tackle, a nose guard, if you want to be great and you want to really um, make it difficult for players to pass block you or run block you, you have to be able to threaten uh, both of those. You know, if you only have one of them, you know, players can play it. If you only have a uh, power, you can sit down and, and do things to protect against that. If you only have, uh, you know, agility based moves or finesse moves, uh, there are things that an offensive lineman can do to mitigate that. But if you can truly do both of those, 
Um, it, it keeps an offensive lineman on his toes. You know, am I, am I going to sell out here to stop power or am I going to, you know, kind of bank on the fact that he's going to try and hit an edge on me and expose my chest? And I think that, uh, the best rushers I've been around, uh, know how to make those moves work off of each other. They make them look very, very similar. So it's hard to, you know, predict what's coming. Uh, you know, he's still young. I don't want to put too much on his shoulder. He's still a rookie. He's a big boy. He can handle it. I, I think everybody, I speak for everybody in Novacare Complex that, uh, you know, people are really, really excited about uh, what Jalen Carter's done so far. The Philly Dogs is a cool name. It is. To have. It's like the Steel a, Curtain or some shit. We got a Philly Dogs like, shirt on underdog.com if you want to support uh, Philadelphia uh, public schools and kids. All right now. We got a lot of them Georgia Dogs on the team. And, um, you know, they're all dogs. I mean, they've they've all had good camps. It's been it's been fun watching them. So uh, excited to see what, especially on the defensive side of the ball, that looks like. Yeah. Lane Johnson says that Jalen Carter is like a bigger Geno Atkins. And a lot of he might not be the, the biggest name in the game, Geno Atkins. That's a good that's but a good He was there. an absolute or he is an absolute beast. I mean, you turn on the tape that you do not want to fuck around with that dog. Perennial all pro player. I mean, Geno was unbelievable. And he was the same thing. He had crazy power, crazy leverage. What other position battles or one on ones did you did you like watching? Man, obviously in the O line room, I'm always looking forward to watching the young guys play, uh, compete with each other, get better. How do they react to coaching? How do they improve throughout the process? Um, you know, for me, I live so much in that trench world. Um, I love watching the linebackers. You know, how are they going to get off blocks? You know, who's, who's progressing? Um, you know, I think especially for linebackers, you see them noticeably get better at uh defeating blocks as training camp goes on. Yeah. Um I think that you start to see the plays better. You start to understand yeah, movement you, better. You, yeah. The 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 processing speeds up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um and you know I think that That's the point of it, man. Yeah, it's it's been fun to watch the entire defense take shape with uh Sean Desai and all those coaches. So I wouldn't say any other one position. We got a lot of running backs that got a lot of touches and obviously, that's a huge part of the run game. So I'm always watching that. And man, I, I'm not going to lie. I liked all of our running backs this year in training camp. I think they all had the strengths. They all did certain things really, really well. Um, so yeah, I thought we, for the most part, it's just fun watching guys go out there and make plays, man. Well, the DB versus wide receiver debate has hit the Eagles. Michael Irvin, Richard Sherman, Keyshawn Johnson um, had everyone including A.J. Brown and Darius Slay debating the hardest position in football. As we've already discussed, we kind of all just came to a agreeance that DB trying to stop um, stop somebody's easier than trying to, you know, make a guy miss. Or, right. But trying to stop someone's harder than trying to make a guy miss. I would I, – the more I think about it, though, it's really only the hardest position when it's one-on-one. So you're saying in zone coverage, you can... I could fucking go play cover three right now. That's fair. I, I, I do think that if um, it depends on what technique... It always depends on what technique and what is the circumstances and situations are happening. I still, I mean... One-on-one with Tyreek Hill, fuck that. There ain't no chance. Cover, <laughs> you can put no me. Chance. Yeah. Unless I'll go out there you, and man. play cover two corner. Yeah, sure. I'll play the flat. You. Yeah. you um, ever tried to beat a, a, a double team in coverage? Have I ever tried to? Yeah, like have, have like uh, like last year the Raiders uh, put a yeah, defensive exactly end on me, yeah. yep. put a a safety or a DB on me, and then mm-hmm. had a safety lurking for any time I I crossed the field uh, to come double me, and sure. that wasn't the easiest uh, coverage to beat. You know, yeah, that was but- the, that was a difficult day. You know, so it's like is that 
is our what are we basing it off of? Are we basing it off of at the most difficult point of football? You know what I mean? Like, uh, are we basing it off of if I'm getting double teamed or if a DB is in one on one coverage? Because then it's like, well, I'm going to take a DB in that situation because if it's two on one, I mean, I'm I'm essentially fucked on that route or that play. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> White people can't even play it. I don't even know what we're arguing about right here. Like, this isn't like a, like, there's not even a question well, seems, as to what is a harder that... individual position to play. Like, yes, when you're a premier offensive player, defensive coaches are going to scheme and do things to slow you down. And that's going to be really hard. But like, that does not have anything to do with what is the hardest thing on the field, which is covering somebody one-on-one in a field that is 50 yards wide. I'm out on, any of these other scenarios that we're bringing up? It's. I mean, sometimes I got to block guys like Adamica Sue. You know, I, I have That's to do that all the fucking, time. But I'm two forty, two fifty. I mean, I'm not that two fifty five. Goddamn, I don't know why I just told everybody I was two forty. I you tried got long to fucking arms. bargain. I tried to bargain with. You got some long arms. You got the reach advantage. <laughs> on Adamica Sue, I don't have any advantage on. Dominica you got, you got longer arms than Sue. No way. I guess he's just got some beefy arms, so it looks like his arms are shorter. What? No, you're lanky. You got you got long arms, Trev. No, I don't. I I have. What was your your arm? What was your arm length? Thirty four and a half. Dude, those are long. That's like tackle arms. You're you're doing just fine. I can't even touch. You're a lanky guy. That just look long right there. Yeah, I just Um, got them Gumby knees. Can you explain what the fuck Gumby knees are? Well, um, I got exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, it's their knees that um, aren't stiff. They're, Gumby they're, they're, doesn't even have knees. Uh, that's the whole point. Like, it doesn't even function <laughs> like it's a joint. It just, like, it, it flaps around. and um, <laughs> just out here flapping. Around. Yeah, I mean, they move in ways that it doesn't make sense for, like, human anatomy. Gumby knees are, like, they're going in, they're going out. There's no rigidity to them. They're like Gumby. Virginity, yeah. what the fuck? Rigidity. You- Rigidity, same difference. I have no fucking deal what you're talking about. And I just made up a word. No, I fucking idea. What's the easiest position to play? Center, hands down. There's no way. Usually just helping a guard out. Physically, I think mentally it's really hard. I think, I mean, every position has things that are hard and easier than it. I mean, I think center, uh, out of all the offensive line positions, by far the easiest to play physically. Uh, you know, you're in the least amount of space there. I'm gonna say defensive end. You Inside, think D end you is the take, easiest. I think D tackle is tough because you got to take on double take teams. On double you got to do some. You got to do some shit. Um, D end. Yeah. See ball, get ball. I mean, it is it's just definitely the easiest mentally. Snap I mean, and go. Hey, <laughs> get off the rock. Gap. Yeah. <laughs> one gap. You got one gap. You stay in that gap, or you get the fucking football, bud. Yeah. I don't know if I could play D end. It's like I'd be comes out of like, I'd be you know, I'd be a 100 percent finesse D end. No, because you got long arms. You'd use that long arm stab. <laughs> You don't got to be that strong to do a one arm stab. I'm that. I don't know why you think I have long arms, man. I just know you do. Does a guy like JJ Watt of freaking throw his hands on my shoulders and I just be trying to get to his breastplate? Like I can't. It's too can't far reach. away because his arms are so fucking long. Yeah. Well, back to the Eagles preseason. Uh, final thoughts on the preseason. You guys went oh two and one. Does that mean absolutely anything? Well, I mean, we didn't play a single starter, I don't think, in any of the games. Maybe on def- maybe a couple young guys. Yeah, I think that preseason games are important for evaluating young players or 100%. evaluating where guys are at. Like, if we wouldn't have had any joint practices, we would have obviously played starters in the preseason games. But I think that the coaches got a chance to see 
all of the guys in uh, those environments uh, that they wanted to. And um, I mean, I love the preseason games. I really do. They're fun, man. You see these young guys just fucking go out there, play some ball. It's, it's awesome, man. And it like like seeing a guy carry something over that he's either been messing up or that um, you know, he's, he's learned in the meeting on. room. Or yeah. like we game planned all week about like, hey, if they do this, this is coming. This is what's going to happen. If you make this it. call, it's going to set everything up. Like all those little things and seeing guys go out there and execute um, is just, dude, it is such a joy to watch happen. So, um I love the preseason games. I love watching guys go out there, make names for themselves, or go out there and have a great game um, that nobody really knew what to expect from. So I'm always in on the preseason games, and I'm really happy with the way all the young guys did for the most part. All right now. All right, around the league, let's quickly touch on uh, some stuff that's been happening. All right, let's do it. After the Cowboys traded for Trey Lance, Jerry Jones admitted to also wanting to draft Jalen Hurts. What do you think? It's a, I mean, that's a genius move, Jerry. Yeah. If you didn't already have a quarterback, why the fuck does he say that with his starting? Oh, we had a quarterback and we drafted him. No comment. The Jerry is hilarious for saying this, knowing that Dak Prescott is one of the better quarterbacks in the National Football League. And he's sitting yeah. here saying, oh, yeah, I would have drafted Jalen because he's a stud. You're putting words into Jerry's mouth. Jerry knows exactly what he's saying. And he's saying that he's not sold on Dak. That's what he's saying. Is he not? Is he not saying that? He's blatantly saying that. I think that you can, one can read into that if he wants to, but I don't. (laughs) I can't even read. What the fuck? It's simple math. One plus one equals two. Oh my gosh. Rams, Matthew Stafford is allegedly struggling to connect with young teammates. Mm. According to his wife's podcast. God, what's, uh, what's Chad's sister's name? I forget. Oh my gosh. Kelly. Kelly Hall. Well, Kelly, Kelly Stafford. Kelly, sorry, sorry Kelly about Stafford. that. Kelly sorry, Stafford. Um, and shout out to Chad Hall. I mean, yeah, anytime, baby. Anytime we get to give a shout out to Chad Hall, shout out to Chad. That's right. <laughs> Fucking love that guy. He's, I think he's in, he's in uh, Jacksonville now. Yeah. No, he left the, the Bills. He's with Jacksonville with Doug Peterson. Though. Yeah. He had them Bills wide receivers only hey. popping. And now he's got an arsenal of receivers down there in Jacksonville. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to see what they do this year. Not right now. So Matthew Stafford got quoted. Kelly Stafford. Yeah, I guess it was from Kelly. Okay. They have a lot of rookies on their team. They're very young, but he's like, I feel like I can't connect. In the old days, you'd come out to practice, you'd shower, and people would be playing cards, interacting. But now they get out of practice and messing around during training camp, and they go straight to their phones. Um, They say, sir, to him. And shit, uh, he's like, no. They say, sir. They called Matt Stafford, sir, in the locker room. I mean, that's what Kelly's saying. That's crazy. And he says, no, we're on the same level here. You know, we're we're both playing in the league. I'm not, sir. You know, let me get to know you. Oh, gosh, this is making me cringe. To some extent, I, I see what he's saying. Do they call you Mr. Kelsey in the, in the Eagles? Man, I've got an old head. Uh, yeah. Uh, OG. Um, oh, you original gangster? Some some I, I yeah I don't know some I, may say yeah. <laughs> no big deal uh yeah I when think, you're a triple um, when you're a triple OG that's when you know you made it no I think most people just go by Kels um maybe I've got <laughs> sir I can't remember same here yeah I mean listen I I kind of get what Kelly's saying here and what like the, it has changed there's no question about it I mean people used to play cards all the time um there definitely used to be 
more, especially pre-COVID. I think it's just changed with the culture of the team. Like, you know, guys just might not like play cards. Younger guys also just like playing on their phones or playing games with each other on their phones. So to a certain extent, it's all changed. Betting on NFL games in the in the in the facility. You know, it's crazy what these young guys are doing nowadays. <laughs> and it does feel like when you're an older player, you you get to a point when you're older where you have more in common with where you're at with your coaches than you do with some of the younger guys and like kind of where dude, you're at in your life. Like you, know you what I mean? are I got, headed on the fucking head right now. Holy right? shit. Yeah. Got three kids and, and a wife, you know, it's, it, I'm in a different situation right now and point in my life than I was when I, but I think you have to make that effort. And I, and I know in Matthew, you know, he's making that effort. 100%. But, you know, forging relationships, you know, if they're not talking to you, you can change that. All you got to do is go talk to them. Like nobody, <laughs> unless you got just a straight bunch of like jagoffs who don't want to talk to you, like bad people, which isn't the case in the NFL for the most part. Um, if you want to talk to guys, all you got to do is just go talk to them. Like it's pretty, that, it's pretty much that simple. If you want to get to know your teammates, ask them questions. Go sit down to, at a new table at lunch. Ask him no dumb questions. Ask him some uh, hypotheticals. <laughs> Ooh, ask him we, some conspiracies. What's, what's oh the conspiracy? That'll get, get a fucking good table ones. going, man. Start asking get, about some flat yeah. earths. Get some flat earths. Some alien questions from Papa Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, you know you Maybe can get some the, U.S. government conspiracies. Oh man, that always gets them going. And then you slowly work that into football, and then you got a football <laughs> relationship. <laughs> I think um, you know it definitely it's it's changed. So I understand what what they're saying. There's no question about that, especially when you've been in as long as Matthew's been in the league. Yeah. Stafford's going to get him going. I feel like the, the flat earth. It's crazy. Co- the conspiracy comes up every fucking training camp. It is like the number one conspiracy or the number one, like throughout training camp thing talked about. It is so fucking good. I was on uh, the uh, practice field last year and I, <laughs> one of our coaches was walking by and I was like, man, how, how many people do you think on this field, like believe the earth is flat. And he's like, I don't think there's nobody out here that believes I'm like, no, I think you're, you'd be surprised if you start polling, you'd be surprised. And before I even finished that, somebody right next to me said, I mean, how you know it is. <laughs> like I did. Just somebody Just like, 10 feet away heard flat earth. is like, Oh shit. They're talking about it. What you what's, where's your proof? Bro, how do you know? How do you fucking know? Dude, the one oh, that, like, I don't get me wrong, I, so I don't want to get down like a whole conspiracy rabbit hole. Oh, let's the, do the, it. Like, let's do it. The let's the, let's the, throw it to the 92 percenters, actually, before we get off this topic. Let's, see, let's see how many 92 percenters are flat earthers. The only reason flat earth, like, besides, like, you know, <laughs> photographs and all the other, like, scientific <laughs> analysis that would lead to you, one, believing the earth is round, uh, besides that, like, what is the conspiracy? Like, what are we trying to do? Like, why is the entire world bought into a global conspiracy to fool people into thinking it's not a the globe. Earth? It is not a globe. You can't call like, it global. We, we can't agree with Russia and China on everything, <laughs> but we're all in on the fucking flat Earth. Like, we can't. Like, I just like what is happening? It blows. I just can't. Uh, I, this is some good shit right here. It's crazy. It, it, there's some heated conversations about that flat Earth. God damn, it's nuts. Gotta love conspiracies. Um, I don't even know how we fucking got there. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Matt Stafford. Hopefully, he can connect with the young guys a little bit more. Yeah. Ask some questions. Yeah. Ask some questions. Maybe bring up uh, conspiracies. Flat Earth. See what happens. <laughs> It'll lead to a good conversation. <laughs> I promise you. It, it never fails. So, Kevin Hart is in a wheelchair after trying to race Steve Ann Ridley in a 40 yard dash. Here's the IG clip for you. Um, he said, We get out there, we run the 40, and he blew everything out. 
<laughs> that sucks. Tore my lower abdominal, my adductors. Man, I don't even know what that is, but I tore them. I tore those two. I can't walk. This is 44. Listen, Kevin, what are we doing, man? What are you, what are you racing? Why are you racing? Who You're 44, races man. at 44? I'm faster than you, bro. It's still a... I can't even... Oh, like, man. I don't even want to sure race anybody I went now. Out and if I went out and actually raced somebody right now, I'm pretty sure I would do the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hamstrings would just pop off of the bone. Listen, when you shut it down for a little bit and then you just willy-nilly go out there thinking you're going to go run full speed. There's a whole warm-up thing you got to do after 30 years old that you got to make sure. You, you got to start. You got you to foam roll. You got to stretch. You got to make sure you're hydrated. You are such a dweeb. You fucking foam roll. No, I don't. I'm making that up. <laughs> I was like, there's I fucking no hate way. Foam but, uh, you're hey, Neanderthal ass. I really still don't do anything, rolling. if I'm being honest. I'm uh, bad we, with we know what you do. Stuff. We know what you do because but I do the way, same fucking thing. Listen, you can't just be willy-nilly running out there full speed. Haven't done it in a while. I, don't, I mean, maybe Kevin Hart runs a lot. He does. He's, yeah. I know he works out a lot, but there's a difference between working out and sprint. Like, there's nothing that strains your core, hip flexors, and adductors like running full speed linearly. You know what I mean? Like, it is, that is an intense <laughs> amount of strain. You're using all the muscles. Yeah. It's not like, it's not the same as being on an elliptical or freaking going on a bike there's and pedaling. No you did not just say Kevin Hart's on the elliptical. I mean, I'm just saying, I, I'm doubting he's running. He actually, he full actually speed is that much. He actually is a very well tuned athlete. I've seen him yeah. uh, challenge basketball players in one on one and have some success. I've seen him like do athletic things. Okay. The Rams had him uh, catch and punt returns the one time. He's he's actually a pretty good athlete. Um, so this well, is just is unfortunate. If, if you haven't man. been doing it in a while, or you take a little bit off, it doesn't take much to pop something. Like Kylie Not freaking right just uh, went back with her high school team. She was trying to get in shape for her alumni field hockey game. Nice, full blown hernia. Back locked up. No. It was actually the night before the Colts joint practice. Kylie's back locked up. And that might have been why it might have been a little bit more ornery. Because I had to wake up four times getting Bennett in and out of the crib. <laughs> so, really, it's all Kylie's fault, for being Kylie, honest. You, you are a cocksucker for believing you, Kylie. Your fault, That's hilarious. <laughs> Dang on alumni game. Um. Did she end up playing an alumni game or no? No, she, she has a hernia. She can't God play it again. Damn it. God dang it. Well, it was the last Kylie's alumni game ever because her college just uh got bought by Villanova, so there's no more. Man, this makes me really think about the uh the pros versus Joes, man. God damn, that was a good show, man. You should bring it back, man. Dude, we really need to bring it back. Let's just start challenging Joes. Just uh, just on our own, just new heights, new heights. I don't feel I don't feel right it. not being labeled a Joe. I have You're, to be a pro? Yeah, you can't feel bad about your occupation, just your professional aspect. Is that our off-season this next? Are we already thinking about what's in store? So right now we're going to go pros versus pros during the season and, and then, then get ooh, right into we could, what? We could twist it into... What game should we play? That's what I'm saying. We can twist it into like what Joes do, like pros versus Joes, but now we're in the Joes occupation. Like we're putting up drywall. <laughs> I think we might have just fucking we might have just fucking hit gold here. Pros versus Joes, but instead of the Joes doing the pros, the pros are doing the Joes. I can't. I'm going to let you know. I'm one of the least handy this individuals is, on the planet. Well, if you're this is uh, not if you're go unhandy well. as a yeah, I can only imagine how I fucking thrive in this competition. This would be did, fun. We, I did fix the toilet once, and I was pretty proud of myself. I found out that the little bobber thing that like floats. Had like disconnected from the chain. So I went and got a uh, 
little tweezers? No, I went and got a screw. No, uh, it like holds papers together. Paper clip. Nah, boom. Ooh, unhooked it. Put it through you the chain. Janky through son the of bobber, a bitch. Twisted it around. And it works now, doesn't it? <laughs> Work like a charm. <laughs> Pretty much not. Ah, oh, god, that's the Kelsey way. Don't get it plumber. fixed. Just fucking jank it. Yeah. Just make it janky. Yeah, I, I think that's a great. I, I mean, I'm in on that. I think that sounds like a fun time and educational. Alrighty, on to hard knocks. Aaron Rodgers hit a Giants player with show me respect, bro. I don't even know who you are. What the fuck did you just say? Show me some respect, bro. I don't even know who you are. Ooh, yeah. I've, I've said that one once or twice. Yeah. It's a, um, I mean, it's comes a go-to. Off a little cocky and a little, you know, at, at the same time, a valid statement. Yeah. I mean, I think. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah. It's definitely a go-to for older players. That and I feel like it's that or. Um, it's about how much money somebody's made in their career that uh, is is the go to for older players when a young guy's acting up. Is like, hey. also show some fucking respect, you know. <laughs> I don't really know Aaron, what else to say. Boy Aaron is out there as just an old yeah, twenty year old. vet. We think just like old. yo, bro, you are that you were in mm. diapers when I came into the league. Mm. All right, show some respect to your elders. You're like a Jeopardy answer. I gotta say, who is? <laughs> That's a good one. Is that good? Aaron Rodgers was a Jeopardy host. Ah, yeah. That's good shit right there. That's man. where I was going with it. Right, man, whatever. when is dad going to get on Jeopardy? <laughs> He's not good. I don't know why you remember dad being good. He was not good at Jeopardy. He was. I remember him just right there with the wings and the gal, half gallon of branch. And he's just blue cheese. I mean, he just dips and just. You have a biased memory. I've, I've, I've sat and watched him. He would get max four questions, of, uh, around, four answers around. Max? He was not good, Travis. All right, well, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm a huge fan of Hard Docs. I I I love the access that uh that it shows you that it gets. I um I think it's I think it's dope that um the Jets kind of I think they agreed to do it. I don't even know if this is true. I think they agreed to doing it um as long as they weren't like showing guys getting cut. Yeah. I think well, that that's was, too fucking much. There was a clip from when the Bengals did it that I still remember vividly of Jim Limpicott going in and cutting the fullback. Yeah. I don't know. All I remember is the Bengals one, and they cut him in the room he was in. It was a bad look. I, I was not a fan of that one. But, um, you know, I think Hard Knocks has gotten better. And they're, the last two years, I mean, between Detroit and now the Jets – they're doing teams that have unbelievable storylines and uh, exciting uh, people. So uh, I think that they've been – Hard Knocks is officially back the last couple of years. Yeah. They're killing yeah. it, man. Took a little bit of a hiatus. I wasn't uh, – yeah. But, you know, it's yeah. – it's, and maybe it's just the Jets. Because the last one I remember with the Jets was when Rex Ryan was there. And that one was a doozy that as well. That was awesome too, yeah. Rex, that was great. Rex is awesome, man. I think it's – I mean, you get you get a – a, a character like Aaron Rodgers, man, um, has taken some hits in the media about who he is as a as a person or whatnot. You know, you can say anything you want about it. It is extremely entertaining. I love watching Aaron Rodgers because you could tell what kind of teammate he is. You could tell how how down to earth he is around uh, around his teammates and in, in that setting. Um, so it's, it's just it's cool to see, man. It's cool to see. 
Listen, Aaron, Aaron is phenomenal in it. Um, Sauce Gardner. Sauce, our dog, man. I mean, they just got a lot of great personalities and interesting players and characters. Well, moving on to preseason stamps. Hey! So because the NFL season is here, we're bringing back the New Heights Stamp of the Week, baby. Ooh. Stamp of the Week is brought to you by our friends at State Farm. Hey, All right now. To create an affordable price on car insurance just for you to check out the State Farm personal price plan. <laughs> That's trademarked. Yes, it is. That's what TM means. So don't think about using that. State Farm personal price plan. For this stamp of the week, let's show some love to the guys who showed out in camp. Trav, who you got? You know, it was really fun to see uh, my guy Justin Ross uh, come uh, come to life, man. Wide receiver, his second year in the league, but last year um, missed his entire rookie season with a foot injury. Um, I know what that feels like. I missed my entire rookie year with a knee injury. Um, so coming in and you know making plays in the preseason, that's kind of how I started off my career, and uh, I know how exciting that can be. And I know um, I know how hard he's worked to get back to to full strength and where he is right now. So um, had some injury injury things go go down in college as well as he was undrafted in 2022. But he is an absolute stud when he is healthy. And uh, we saw that in the preseason and during camp, man. So, yeah, Justin, shout out to taking your game to New Heights, baby. Jason, who you got? I'm going to go with my man Reed Blankenship. You know, I think uh, he's in his second year. He's made a huge stride uh, coming into this year's uh, new defensive coordinator, Sean Desai and system. Um, I don't know. He's just been everywhere. And I th- I feel like we need him to step up, and he's, he's, he's done really, really well throughout training camp. Um, and if for another, no other reason than the fact that the social media – uh, team has gone on to start calling him Ed Reed Blankenship. And uh, the, of course, incredible quote by my man Slay on Reed, where he says, there ain't no milk check. He's good milk. He don't spoil. Oh, man. Slay, Slay's got some good liners, he's, man. He's the best. He's got some good liners, man. We got a whole bunch of Batmans. Hmm. Doggone. He's good for He's good for him. This is, uh, this is milk check, man. That's sweet. All right. That wraps up the first official episode of season two. That's it. To all the 92 percenters who are coming back for another season with us. We can't thank you guys enough. We will have an incredible guest with us next week to help kick off the NFL season. Ooh, I am so excited for this one. So listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to check that out because that is going to be check it out worthy. Once again, New Heights is presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment and brought to you by our friends. <laughs> At Accelerator Active right. Energy Drinks. Still got it right here. Doggone, I can't. I just uh, keep drinking them and drinking them, and I just stay awake and hydrated all at the same time. It's it's amazing what, what they can do with just one can. Just one can. Imagine if you have like three while you're sitting down. It's fucking insane. Follow the show on all social media at New Heights Show with one S. Thank you to our production and crew, as always, for making us look way better than what we are and deleting all the shit that we can't let you guys really hear. It's amazing how long the episodes are with how much they have to delete. Oh, my gosh. It fucking blows our mind. And again, thank you to the 92 percenters. See you guys next week with our unbelievable guest. Peace.